It's memory of the Sabbath. Thank you. Nope. Uh, at least in its memory of Sabbath, uh, was inspired by God who rested after creating the cosmos. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, how Sabbathy was your Sabbath? Were, were you able to rest this summer? I'm curious to hear your reflections out of Sabbath. I like that quote. How Sabbathy was your Sabbath? I'm going to use that again. Feel free to run it, man. Does it need to be clicked on? I did. This is the least. How about? Yep. Uh, I think I think this is the least Sabbathy Sabbath I've ever had. Like it's it's been one of the most chaotic nonstop summers, and will continue to be so. Like I'm I'm just I'm just tired. And even asking the question made me think like, oh, I don't, I don't think I, it, it never, cause I knew the schedule. I didn't even like prepare as one should for a Sabbath. Like you have to actually prepare for it and be intentional about it. And it's been such a chaotic whirlwind. Uh, yeah. I, I did not register anything on the Sabbath scale. Mm. <laughs> didn't exactly have the same uh, I would say the work part of the life part of the summer. And so, like, on the weekends, like, for sure, you know, it was definitely. A time of unrest and there was definitely a rest. Mm-hmm. I don't thank you. Sabbath. I'm not sure about that. Um, Sabbathier and Sabbathiest. <laughs> definitely not Sabbathiest. Okay. Uh, uh, because of what my new regions are. It's been more intense because I'm kind of working on shit kind of learning and traveling a little bit more, but because I'm not going three weeks out of four and staying in a hotel every single night for three weeks, it's been a much needed rest. Mm. And hopefully I will have a Sabbath or year. You left out the I in that, but it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. sort of not there's hope for more to come. Yeah. 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 There is that. So no hope. No hope then. I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, I think it got turned off. And no, it was on for Ben. Yeah. Cause, cause you turned it off, Jen. 
Now, can you hear me? Sorry, there Megan. it is. Sorry, Megan. Um, is, is when you, <laughs> when I think about Sabbath, it's almost as if I think about that you don't do anything. Um, maybe more of there's no projects to do. There's no, um, chores, I guess. You just get up and maybe you sit on the back porch and, <laughs> and just chill and drink your coffee and go through the day. But for me, Sabbath for me is almost comes across as a chore to most people and it would to Daryl. <laughs> um, but Sabbath for me is working in my flower beds. Hmm. And that is a place that I guess if I had to say around our house, the most is where I meet God. Um, because that's a place that I can dig in the dirt and plant things that show me God's, I don't know, his creativity, I guess, in all of the things that he's created for us to enjoy. Um, and so I guess for me, Sabbath tends to look like work for other people, but for me, it's not. And so that's kind of what I did is I spent those, sa- those Sundays out, um, just fiddling in my flower beds and enjoying mm. what I, what I've done, I guess, in God's creation. Mm. Delightful. Um, it's really interesting for me because like when I think Sabbath, I think like rest, like not, you know, just taking time to do nothing. Um, but I feel like this last month has been one of the busier months of my like existence. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, I've been working a lot. I feel like I'm not home very much. But I think it's also been, like, the most rest I've felt. Um, Like, although I'm working doubles and then right after work I'm hanging out till midnight with my friends and then I'm going home and then I'm staying awake for another hour and then I'm waking up at 10 and then I'm going to work at 2 and... Like, but I also don't feel emotionally exhausted, hmm. which, you know, cause I, I wouldn't think, oh yeah, like it's been a time of rest because it's been so much, but it also, that doesn't look like for me that it, it's exhausting, you know, like it is like when I'm with my friends, I'm free and you know not using the energy um and so it feels like less than it is hmm. that's wonderful uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I've have been able to have a few times of, um, Sabbath, I think during this month coming back from the renewal in June that like that next week, I got to spend like almost an entire week at, at my sister, my sister-in-law's lake house because we had some friends who came in from out of state or out of town. And then I stayed there and stayed there with the fourth. And so that was, it was a nice kind of debriefing relaxation time after specifically 
after the renewal. And then this, this month is also kind of a low month for us as a, as a ministry because we just finished a renewal. And so it's kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what are we, what kind of other projects do we do? And then I actually got, I got to go to the silent retreat with that, that Charles and Sarah went to. And that was, um, that was also a really good, good time. Right on. Um, yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of crashed into our, Sabbath month. Uh, yeah, yes. Almost literally. Like, you know, the, the gif of the kid from Arrested Development who just hits the floor and slumps down and goes to sleep. Um, that, that's my metaphor for coming into the Sabbath month. I taught my first, first, uh, like university level higher ed course. Uh, it, but it was a short course at the end of June, um, for a group of ministers. And it was, uh, you know, it's one of those you start on Monday at 8 a.m. and you end on Friday after having five long days. It's like a regular work week for most of you. Uh, it, you know, new to me. Uh, right. Uh, but it, it, it took a lot. It took a ridiculous amount of planning and, uh, lots of moving pieces and lots of emotional energy. I think it correlated the, the busy and exhaustion correlated with my, with my crankiness, which kind of, which my family can attest to, which crescendoed at the end of June. And then, and then July kind of, it took a couple of weeks. I got less and less cranky, uh, and kind of came into the silent retreat in July at a really good place, um, to, uh, um, receive the peace of that time. And I was reflecting about the silent retreat, um, with somebody thinking about how if you've ever fasted, and it's been a long time for me from like actual food, um, the first, if you do like more than two or three or four days of fasting, the first two days of fasting from food are just horrible. Like you have a headache, you feel terrible. You're like, why am I doing this? But then you kind of break through to this clarity and such a good vibe. You like feel really alert and silence is kind of like that, uh, as well. Like it, it takes a day or two of silence for all of the noise that's been in my head to kind of settle for the, for the, the dust that's been stirred up in my soul to settle, uh, to the bottom. And then the vibes of peace after that are really good and restful. Uh, but I, I crashed, I crashed into it. Um, one of the books I read this last month is by a friend of mine, um, named Johnny. Uh, we were in school together and he wrote this book called Light as Air and it had a great chapter on the Sabbath. So it kind of hit me at a good time. Uh, he quotes this great line from the poet Wendell Berry that, uh, true rest can only happen in the wild. Because the wild exists outside of human obligation. Um, so like part of, part of rest is getting outside of the structures of obligation, our projects, our, the, the cultural pressures that we are, um, that we're compressed by, you know, constantly. Uh, in the wild, we get outside of the normal push and pull of our daily lives. Uh, we see the emptiness of consumption and commodification, uh, the forces that push and pull us to make products, to be products. 
Uh, we find distance from time. The frames that create hurry and urgency, um, we're able to like go the speed limit and, and not feel like we're, we're rushed or being rushed by others. Um, we're confronted with the conceptions of the good life that we have been pursuing or are invested in. Is, is this really the good life that I'm pursuing? Uh, uh, rest and Sabbath in the wild show those conceptions for what they are. Rest reveals our fears and anxieties and the narratives that ground them. Rest reveals our draw to novelty and originality and the drive to create something that's new or fancy or special or impressive. Uh, we learn that our obligations and projects aren't as important as we want them be, to be, as important as they are. Maybe they're less important. Maybe the rest reveals that, okay, I'm smaller um, and less of a big deal as I thought I was. Uh, rest requires risk. The risk of finances, the risk of missing out on opportunity to work, the risk of trust that the world will continue on without us, that God will take care of us. Um, in our Hebrews text, rest is a metaphor for our relationship with God. Uh, we enter rest when we entrust ourselves to God. Uh, I shared with you a while ago about a conversation I had with a woman at Big Bend a couple of years ago, and she was an Austinite and worked in uh, some corporation in Austin. And she had this yearly tradition. Um, she had a cabin she would go to in Big Bend in a national park, this majestic national park in the southwestern corner of Texas on the Mexico border. And she would go there at the end of December and stay through the beginning of January every year. And she talked about the, it's not every day you have such a deep conversation with a stranger, but I, I can't remember, and I can't remember how we got there, but somehow we got there. Except for Terry, right. In the bathroom. <laughs> uh, but she talked about how this like two or three week period was, uh, when, when she's in this majestic, uh, creation and beauty, it, it helps her to kind of get back in touch with who she really is. All of the concerns of all of the narratives that she deals with in her career, all of them kind of are able to be stripped away. Um, and she's able to shed all of those false versions of herself to remember who she really is to, to, and to re-enter the world and her work and career, um, with that kind of framework. This is who I really am. This is what I want to hang on to. Um, that, that's the function of Sabbath and rest. That's why it's so important. Um, in times when you've been genuinely able to rest, how has it impacted you? And maybe it's already some of the ways you've spoken of. Um, whether it's gardening or, uh, being around friends who charge you up. Um, how, how does genuine rest impact you when you experience it? Um, it gives me the opportunity to feel more grounded and centered. Um, a greater capacity to look at things from outside my own, my own perspective. Um, 
Yeah, it just gives me space. Mm-hmm. How's that? Okay. Uh, for me, it's what I love doing for Sabbath is hiking out in the wild. That's, that's what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't know if it's something toward the end, you begin to really feel uh, a peacefulness throughout all that, especially when you're by yourself. That's, that's me by myself out alone. Uh, but I, I think it's not so much in the positive as it is in the negative um, that I experience it in the sense that when I don't have it, then I feel that rather than when I do have it, then I feel the overwhelm or that I recognize the feeling. So it's, it's just, if I go with the year or two years and I don't have it, I can tell. Mm. Um, I guess it's like Terry describing being off sugar for a year. Well, I couldn't tell any difference. And then when she gets back on sugar, suddenly, Oh yes, I can. I now I understand what it is. So I think that's more for me. Mm. Thanks. John. Got a comment in the back from IZZY. Um, oh man, as soon as I got this, I blinked. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah. I feel like, Having, getting to have full rest and like a full refresh gives you the better opportunity to enjoy um, the time you have when you're doing stressful things. And when you're, you know, when you're doing your job that takes a lot of energy from you that you have given yourself the space to be able to feel that and for that not to overwhelm you. Mm. Yeah. That's good. I I notice um, out of rest, uh, feeling of um, similar to Jenna centeredness, groundness. Um, I, I often say like feeling buoyed. Um, where I'm less triggered by stuff. Uh, I'm able to hold things a little bit more clearly. Um, things that typically when I'm not in that space make me anxious or angry. Um, don't. And I, it was only recently with the, for me, it is also being out in the wilderness. Um, only recently have I made a connection that I always used to think, you know, it's being out in nature, it's being unplugged, uh, but it was some of Jen's voodoo Enneagram reading, um, where I got, I'm, I'm the kind of person that's can be disconnected from my body. And I made the, I, I realized a part of what happens because mm. when you're hiking and backpacking, like you have, you notice everything and, and, so I've come to embrace, it's not just being in nature, it's not just unplugging, but it's reconnecting and being present with my body, mm. Um, which now I'm even able to do just on a walk. Like I, I can integrate that into just daily life. But 
that being connected with my body helps me not be so entrapped in my mind, which is where I can get all the anxiety and anger and frustration. And so it's finding the appropriate places to be present and how that provides balance uh, in my own experience post post and pre-rest. Grounding, yeah. That's good. I, um, thinking about this, I just kind of had a a bit of an aha moment, um, working from, uh, home, um, for seven years now, um, uh, and having my boss live in another city, um, and who was only working. So most, this is mainly pertains to Karen, who was the founder and she was only ever working part-time. So a lot of our communication was through email, through text. And, um, I think this actually might've, I might've had this realization even before I started working, but, um, I had this realization once when, um, I got a a text from her and, um, and I was like, I haven't heard her voice in a while. And so I'm hearing this text and a voice that is not her voice. And I needed to call her and talk to her and remember Oh, that's right. <laughs> she loves me. She knows me. She, you know, there's other stuff that's going on. And, um, and, uh, so I'm like, and so that, that gave me that sense of like, our relationship is good. I can look at this message from a place knowing our relationship is good. And so thinking about, uh, even coming out of that silent retreat, it kind of had that same, that same effect on me of like, mm-hmm my relationship with God's good. (laughs) Like we're, we're good. Like we're in a good place. And so I don't need to like, I hear things that come up in a different way because I know that this is, this is okay. You know? And so. That's good. Hmm. Uh, Johnny observes that when we get a taste of true rest and of the freedom that it provides, the grounding, the connection, uh, the tetheredness, the buoyedness, um, that that freedom can tempt us. You know, wouldn't it be great just to be in the wilderness all the time? Um, to which he says, that freedom is tempting, but we aren't created for it to last forever. It's empty. Um, we're to make, we're made to make, to create and to cultivate, which happens in the presence of others, immersed in the inheritance of the past, the creativity of the present in the expectation of the future. But the same is also true of the city. The activity and energy can be intoxicating, but it's also draining. We are made to be deeply connected and full, able to discern and parse the shallow promises of consumption. And that simple duality, so needing to be in the wilderness, but also needing to be able to make and cultivate, um, it uh, might be the most profound lesson that I've learned in rest. Wilderness makes you better. It grounds us in an unhurried place, creating space for rest so that we can enter back in freed of the lies and false anxieties. We have to rest, but eventually we have to return. And when we return, and as we must, we come with gifts. Rest isn't just for us. It serves our community. Uh, we enter back into our workplaces, our communities, our churches, with the gifts 
of our time, invitations into the rest of our God. And I, I've heard that echoed in your comments, even this idea that uh, uh, rest grounds us and it helps us to enter back in um, to our world and our relationships, bringing these gifts uh, of presence, of availability, of groundedness um, in our relationships with other people. Rest grounds us for our return into the rhythms of work and life. It tunes us in with the purpose and work of God in our lives, and it helps us to be more present with our families, with our communities, and with our neighbors. So if you haven't been able to really rest this summer, I I feel like maybe a a, a tension below the surface of this is like like unintentional shaming. (laughs) I don't intend that. Uh, It's okay. Uh, this isn't a Sabbath competition. Um, God doesn't love you less for being in a sprint right now if you've been in a sprint. Um, and God won't love you more if you had the most Sabbathy Sabbath ever. Uh, we don't rest from that place, right? We, we rest to reconnect with the fact that our belovedness is there as it always has been, right? But wherever you are, here, here is to entering into God's rest. Here's to living out of. God's rest. And here's to the rest that we experience bearing fruit in our relationships with each other and with our neighbors. Amen. Yep. I was thinking about that because the last, I guess it's been the last few weeks or something, um, is that, you know, if you really pay attention to yourself and, and whether or not you feel like you're getting that rest or not. And I absolutely love my job and I love helping the families that I have the opportunity to talk to every day. Um, but I've had some really, really heavy cases in the last few weeks that I can do nothing about, which really hurts my heart a lot. Um, and I realize that I, I need to rest. I, I need some rest and Daryl and I do have that coming up at the end of this month. And so paying attention to yourself, you know, and what's going on and, and, and recognizing that if you don't do that, if I don't do that, I, I could almost be ready to throw in the towel. But I know from past experience when I have been away and I've rested and I've come back, then that energy is back there again. I'm ready mm-hmm. to give and I'm ready to help and stuff. So I think paying, paying attention enough to know that, you know, Hey, I need to take care of me too. And that's okay. Yep. That's right. Sarah Walker. Just to you don't need back. to apologize for saying something that will be good. I'm sure. Thank you for your faith in me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't quite sure where to put this, but uh, sometimes for me, rest is almost panic inducing because getting slow and still brings to the surface not false anxieties, but real anxieties, things that I would prefer to avoid, but then all of a sudden I cannot. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I have been afraid of that or like when I'll approach rest and I'm like, oh, I know this could hurt, but, and I don't want to be all four about it. The um Too late. I know. <laughs> but my overall experience has been that even the things that hurt during rest, even the things that are brought to the surface that scare me during rest times. There is like solace and healing there. That's not there. If I'm bringing those things to the surface during my regular life. 
Mm. So like stopping to consider my real anxieties and resting is like more healing than just worrying about them and trying to fix them on the outside. Um, but I don't know. I, I just want to say that in case people feel concerned about approaching rest, because sometimes it's like there's something that's really going on. And if I rest, it will confront me. Right. Yep. And that's a little terrifying, yep. you know, absolutely. But I think God is there to like meet us in that too. So yep. anyway, thank you. Speaks to us when we rest. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. God will. And I, uh, I think that that's right. That's certainly, I, I, uh, I share that experience of being terrified by the anxieties that hum below the surface and like slowing down enough to confront them. But it is also my experience that there, um, there is solace and healing in rest that when those anxieties are given room to breathe and unwind, um, uh, they, it, it, uh, it lets the energy out of them somehow. Uh, and I think that's part of God's work in our rest. Oh, Julie. Is it on? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just sitting here and I, I echo a lot of this. I, don't particularly enjoy Sabbath because it's very panic inducing for me. And I think part of that is <clears throat> I feel like it amplifies or brings a lot of um, awareness to how non-Sabbathy our other times are. And it just makes me feel like I don't know if angry is the right word, but I, I just, a lot of times when we do have Sabbath, more concentrated Sabbath time, it just makes me feel over, more overwhelmed about going back to our regular life and <clears throat> that I wish that Sabbath was more like evenly just like, I don't want to like run into the ground and then have Sabbath and then run into the ground and have Sabbath. Like that just, that sort of feels like as working parents, that's the merry-go-round we're on and I find myself, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's angry or resentful or just more aware of like, wh- like what good is this rest going to do me when I'm going right back to insanity? Um, and so I usually just have this feeling of like, how do we get Sabbath more interspersed in our life? And I think getting, we both had our first round of COVID in July and that was sort of a forced Sabbath for me where I would have maybe not considered slowing down quite that way. And even then that was aggravating for me because I was like, well, I wouldn't choose this for my Sabbath. If this is how, I mean, that's maybe what it takes, but, um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I just always have that acute feeling of whether when we're on vacation or when things are going slower, I'm just like, oh, our regular life sucks. Like <laughs> I don't want to go back to this. And it's just, we're always drained. And then like a week here and there once or twice a year, isn't going to, you know, wash away the total exhaustion and insanity we feel the rest of the time. So that's just sort of like, I don't know, that that's just my feeling from it is like, I, I wish that there, and there is, I mean, 
I wish that there was more of a way to be like, here's how we work in more regular rhythms of Sabbath into our life. Um, I don't know. Ben, could you fix that real quick? What? Could you fix that real quick? Uh, I have a rabbi friend that I was in school with who the year he first year he had a PhD from Princeton, tenure professor at Vanderbilt, rabbi in a synagogue. The, uh, the year that he finished his dissertation for doctorate ministry program we were in together, he also had two books published and like 10 peer reviewed articles. Um, and I asked, I was like, you're, you're a freak, a machine. Like, how do you do it? He's like, it's Sabbath. I said, I know every week I have 24 hours where I do nothing. Now there's also some capacity. Like he is crazy smart. Um, but I always, particularly when we were in school together and watching him, I would, I always had this envy and this jealousy, uh, because I, I felt like, even though it's insane, um, I, I couldn't, my life didn't allow for me to take the space that he would take for rest. It's ridiculous. But hearing Julie reflect, like mm-hmm. that's, that's how I often feel in watching him. It was inspiring and hopeful and also maddening because I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this, I don't have the discipline to do that kind of crap. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just really resonated with what Julie said. It was the same, the same thing. Just like, oh, I wish this was, uh, John O'Donohue, the guy that wrote this book. I've just been reading a bunch of his stuff lately and he talks about how animals and like landscape, like they're just fully present in what they're like in their circumstances and where they are and they don't move. And then you've got God and God is like, in this eternal kind of space and that the unique challenge of being human is that we have like, we can see the eternal and it's inside of our hearts. And also (laughs) we're not God. (laughs) And he talks a lot about that boundary, like that it's never, we can never just always be busy or always be Sabbathing. And that that's like both the mystery and the burden and the like, beautiful thing about being human and I've been thinking about that a lot because yeah I have to feel the same feeling I'm like I wish we could just be like this all the time or that yeah I don't know it's just I don't have an answer I've just been thinking a lot about that threshold Hmm. yeah yeah I think it's certainly right that to um it, it doesn't seem sustainable if if we can only rest once or twice a year that there have to be ways uh um daily and weekly and monthly and if 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 that sabbath um uh, once or twice a year reveals that i i think part part of it reveals that for me when i'm on sabbath and i'm out of rhythm daily or weekly or monthly it reveal it calls me into that oh i can't wait this long until the next time i I can't, even if I can't have three days of silence, like, can I have 20 minutes every day? Can I, can I have a day a week where I don't check my email? Like, is that possible? Um, can I have two hours a week? Where I don't check my email, you know? 
um, it makes me hungry for ways um, to experience that rest uh, beyond that. Um, Cause we're not, we're not built to go 24 seven. Well, uh, let me pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you that your, your burden is light and your yoke is easy. Thank you for inviting us under your yoke to walk alongside of you where you carry the weight of the world and um, the stresses of hardship and suffering and injustice that we can uh, cast our burdens onto you because you care for us. And I just, I, Jesus, would you come alongside of us? Would you, would you carry us? Would you give us your rest and invite us into your rest? Um, for those of us who have been running hard, uh, who've been sprinting, would you, uh, would you give us moments to experience your Sabbath and your rest? For those of us whose month was more Sabbathy, um, would you invite us out of that into our relationships? and work to be more uh, faithfully grounded and present to the people around us. Meet us, Lord. Thank you for meeting us where we're at. Um, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your spirit of rest. In Jesus' name, amen.